right. Welcome, everyone. Happy Friday. It is, uh, as I, I don't know if you were listening during the uh, the crossover with James Sharp. I was uh, asking the Lord last night, what could be worse than listening to this speech? And he answered that prayer with uh, doing it without air conditioning. My AC went out last night. So uh, I'm happy to be here this morning. Um, uh, Jim Sharp usually keeps the studio somewhere around 53 degrees. Uh, so we warmed it up a little bit. But uh, it's nice Speak to have AC. Speak for yourself. I'm freezing. <laughs> It is. Oh, listen, I turn it up as soon as I get in here, but it's nice to have air conditioning. It beats the alternative. Um, trust me, it was a very uncomfortable night. We are going to talk about this speech this morning uh, quite a bit. And I want to I'm going to try to do it as reasonably as I can, because both sides of this uh, equation, both sides of this conversation have very passionate, big feelings about this. I will tell you that what the um, the president of the United States was, I don't know what he was trying to accomplish here. Um, you are going to be a unifier. That was the promise that was made. I'm a, I'm a Democrat, but I'll be a president for all Americans. I will tell you that the idea that people that are loyal to Donald Trump or all of these fringe people is such an unfair categor- uh, characterization. I am not a Trump loyalist. I am someone that voted for the president twice, but I'm not a loyalist to any politician, anybody that's elected. I will tell you that I don't agree with people in my party and I reserve the right to feel that way without calling their character into question. Um, I'm happy about the fact that I maintained a very good relationship it is, from my side. I think it's both ways, but I can only speak for myself with Senate Pre- President Karen Fan, um, with uh, people that are uh, they still believe the election was stolen. And I don't know whether she does now or not, but people that still feel that way. I have very close friends who still thinks that there were a lot of shenanigans in the 2020 election and they believe that that election was stolen, just like there are Democrats that believe the Russians stole the election from Hillary Clinton. But I don't go after people's character because I disagree with them. Do I agree with what happened on January 6th? If you've listened to the show or if you've listened to the comments on that, you know, the day after that, um, I went in the studio in the afternoon with the guys with Gatos and Chad and I talked with them about it. And I was um, almost on the verge of tears, as silly as that sounds. First of all, when I go to Washington, D.C., I cry anyway. I want to preface this next part of this conversation. When I go to Washington, D.C., I do get tears in my eyes. Um, You take the metro to the Capitol uh, station, to the Capitol lawn station, or Capitol mall station, I should say, um, and you take that long escalator ride up, and you get off the escalator, and you turn to your left, and you're looking at the the mall. And on your left-hand side is the Washington Monument and the World War II Memorial, the Reflecting Pool, the Lincoln Memorial, uh, the Capitol Building to your right. You see the, the Smithsonian's around. And you look at those and you just think it is such a great time to be an American. One of my favorite things to do when I go to D.C. is I go to the Lincoln Memorial because it's an echo chamber. And everybody's very subdued in their voices. And you can read the, the comments from, uh, the, from uh, the Emancipation Proclamation. You can read those addresses on the walls there in huge letters. But to listen to people and watch them take pictures and listen to them speaking languages from all over the world makes, you pr- makes me proud to be an American. When people went into the Capitol building – and did damage because they were angry when they call themselves patriots for trying to do what they tried to do that day. Um, I thought it was horrible. Um, It's not something that I wanted to be associated with. But I also know this. There were many people that were there on January 6th that didn't go into the Capitol building. They were people that were there to protest. 
but they didn't break the law. And everybody, everybody that wears a MAGA hat, which I don't, but everybody that wears a MAGA hat, everybody that was on January 6th was upset. Anybody who believes that there was there was uh, uh, falsehoods in the elections are lumped together with these um, angry, violent people. And it's such an unfair characterization of everyone. And what this speech did in my mind was pit one half of America against the other half of America. So you are either someone that says what I just said, that I voted for Donald Trump twice. And when you say that, you're on that side. You're fringe. You're dangerous. I want you to hear just a couple of things, a couple of things that the president said last night. This is what he talked about, MAGA forces. MAGA forces are determined to take this country backwards, backwards to an America where there is no right to choose, no right to privacy, no right to contraception, no right to marry who you love. What used to be a political difference, what used to be a difference of opinion, and people are entitled to their opinion when it comes to abortion. And I don't know, I don't have no idea what he's talking about when he says that MAGA forces don't want you to have a right to contraceptives. Come on. Um, but he goes on to talk about law enforcement. Can you believe it? FBI agents just doing their job as directed, facing threats to their own lives from their own fellow citizens. Let's talk a little bit about the violence in our streets, about policing over the last few years. Let's talk about the huge increase of attacks against police over the last few years. Just in the city of Phoenix, going back to December of last year, less than one year, how many Phoenix police officers have been injured in the line of duty, have been shot or shot at? How many? This is the problem. It's You are saying a group of people in a political ideology, are responsible for this. I will be honest with you. I'm pretty fair. I don't agree with Joe Biden on a lot of things, but this was, in my opinion, one of the most politically slanted things you could, you are, you are throwing kerosene on a fire when you make a speech like this. And I pray that people on my side of the aisle don't bite into, or don't take the bait. Um, so, I want you to hear this. This is the part that is so ironic to me. I'm asking our nation to come together, unite behind the single purpose of defending our democracy, regardless of your ideology. You're asking people to unite while you spend the entire evening baked in red behind him. Whether that was intentional or not, I have no idea. But the way it looked with all those red lights behind him, ominously, ominously uh, lighting up the buildings. This is just – it was a, it was theater. And I will tell you that I, I can sit here and tell you I've had huge disagreements with the way things have been said, and I'll say this forever. But I'm not, I'm not going to worship anybody with an ideology. I never have. I've mentioned before the, the closest I've ever come to really knowing a president was I've had – I've gotten to meet George W. Bush on a number of occasions. Because I did some events in the 04 campaign cycle. And uh, I wouldn't call him a friend. I, I don't know if he would recognize me across a room. But I will tell you, I disagreed with things that he did and was vocal about it. I disagreed with some of the things Reagan did, even as a kid. And Reagan admitted mistakes later on. 
But the hero worship that we've seen for presidents, whether they're Democrat, which has happened, the hero worship of Bill Clinton and the excuse making after the horrible things he did with an intern in the White House. Uh, It's, you know, again, the Obama administration, school kids singing songs and making up songs for Barack Obama. You know, I just I didn't understand it. And then I watch um, people turn around now and say anybody that's a Trump loyalist. And I know so many people out there that are veterans or in law enforcement or doctors, first responders. These are good, solid people, professionals that are Trump loyalists. And the problem is you lump everybody together. You take anybody now that's wearing it would it would be just like and I'm, I want everybody to be fair about this next statement. If during the middle of the Black Lives Matter protest, when violence had broken out on a number of occasions in cities across this country, we had Antifa riots here. Remember, they did the Scottsdale Fashion Square. If during that time. You had seen uh, President Trump do a national speech on uh, on uh, in primetime television, if he had done a speech and said the same thing about Black Lives Matter, he would have been la- – well, he's already labeled a racist, but it would have been the racial divide and further division and civil war and all of this other stuff. What happened here should never have happened. What happened last night should not have happened. I don't know what the goal was. And I, I, I'm going to go even further and say I don't believe that the president gave that speech believing it was going to be divisive. I just don't know what's wrong with him. I don't know why he would do it. It served no good purpose. It didn't take anybody out there that was on the right and say, you know what, Joe, we're, you, we're with you. It made him angrier. And people on the left that are happy about it. This president promised us he was going to unite the country, that he was going to be a unifier. He says he wants us to come together regardless of ideology, and he spends the entire speech not calling an ideology wrong. That's what you're supposed to do in politics, demonizing those that believe it. That's where the problem lies. We're going to do more of this in a moment. I want you to hear more of what's happened from this speech. It's something we're going to talk about throughout the morning on and off because I think it was an important time. I'm anxious to see what the poll numbers say from everybody involved and what they had to say about the president's speech. So we're going to talk a little more about it next. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. And thanks so much for being here. Want to hear a little bit more and talk a little bit more about what the president had to say last night. And was it effective? What was the goal? If the goal was to unite the country, this was the most abysmal failure of any speech I've ever heard. Um... I uh, want you to hear a little bit more about the insurrectionist, uh, as he was saying, and, and that it's un-American. We can't be pro-ex- uh, pro-ex- pro-insurrectionist and pro-American. They're incompatible. I will tell you, um, 
what happened on January 6th bothered me like it bothered a lot of other people. But it, it, the, the narrative that our democracy was almost taken from us, if that is true, if a bunch of angry people carrying flagpoles that stole the speaker's podium and all – if those people could threaten our country and take our democracy away, our democracy is not nearly as strong as anybody thinks. That doesn't mean they're not criminals. You don't have to be one extreme or the other. I'm not defending what they did. I will never defend Defend what was done on January 6th, but the idea that the, you're giving these people so much power that they almost took over our government. Are you kidding me? They didn't almost take over our government. What they did was horrible, and they should be punished severely for it. Every American should be upset. Every American should be upset. That anybody, especially if they did it in your name, if you agree with them, that to watch somebody with Trump flags beat a police officer. As a Trump voter, it made me sick to my stomach. But I certainly didn't feel like if they would have pulled through whatever they were trying to do that day, that right now we would have new rulers in, in this country and our, our country would look different. Um. And all the stuff that he talked about, it, it, it just um, it just bothered me. It bothered me because it seemed like an attack on a political ideology. It seemed like you further said it's us against them. And you lumped way too many people in there. I have um, – it doesn't matter what to, to – and this is where the other extreme lies – it doesn't matter how often I've denounced what happened on January 6th. It doesn't matter how often I say that they should be punished because I don't agree with this extreme ide- ideology that says that these people should be uh, – whatever it is the president wants to happen to these people um, because we shouldn't demonize everybody that feels the way that they feel as far as the election was stolen, that those people don't count anymore. I say all the time, you marginalize by saying, you know, they're crazy, they're tinfoil hat, they're conspiracy theorists, they're all of these other things. You marginalize them by saying that, then you demonize them by calling them dangerous. And once that happens, it doesn't matter what happens to them. How many people on the other side of the aisle went after the former president when he would say fake news and he went after the media? This is causing a danger. When the president of the United States does that, he, he riles his base and violence can happen. Well, what is happening now? How is what this president is saying about the other side of the aisle any different from what you hated the former president saying? Hate is hate. When you marginalize people because their opinion is different than yours, you are you are doing something that has got no good ending in sight. And, you know, I have stuck to my opinions. And I always will. Uh, My opinions are not – my opinions don't change because you like or don't like them, whether you're somebody that's on my side normally or not. My opinions change based on the set of facts in front of me. And um, I continue to say I don't like what happened on January 6th. What is happening now is the complete demonization of people. You're not just calling them wrong. And and we're going to – later on in the show – it's going to be something we talk about with, with COVID-19 again because now the Trump or the Biden – well, the Trump administration is being blamed for school closures. And you're going to hear it. You're going to hear the, the White House press secretary blame the Trump administration for the school closures, uh, which is an absurd thing to say. 
But if you look back at what was going on during COVID-19, how do we not learn this lesson about each other? The people that were in favor of masks and in favor of vaccine mandates, based on the science they saw, demonized an entire group of people that said, I have never taken a vaccine. I'm certainly not taking this one. I'm not going to give my children this vaccine. Masks are doing more damage than they are doing good. I don't want my kid going to school in a mask. And by the way, closing the schools is going to cause severe damage to our children. That's what they all said. And it turns out they were pretty right. Now, I wasn't one of them. I wore a mask where I was asked. I got vaccinated and I got boosted. But I stood up for the rights of people to disagree with me. I stood up to my friends that were mad at me because I caved in and believed it and got the vaccine. I told them, mind your own business like you want everybody to mind theirs. I have a right to do what I want. If I want the vaccine, if I think that is the best way forward, I'll take the vaccine. If you don't, I'll defend your right not to. But don't tell me what to do. So I saw this happen. Those people were demonized. Go back and look. And there were very reputable, high-ranking people, not just you know the, the anonymous trolls on Twitter that were saying, if you don't get vaccinated or you don't vaccinate your kids, you should lose your children and you should lose your job. They wanted internment camps. They wanted people locked up like they were doing in China. Lock them down if they don't get vaccinated. If you're not wearing a mask, you are you hate humanity. You don't care about people. That went on for months and months, for well over a year. And look what's happening now. So we've we've got to find a way to be better. We have got to find a way to be better. Doing this to each other does nothing to further this country. It tears us apart. One of the great things about America is we have always been able to disagree, passionately disagree, and still be Americans together. That speech didn't help that last night. Didn't help that at all. Gatos joins me in a moment. We're going to do the big Q poll question of the day, so stick around for it. The Gatos Big Q poll question brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Hey, happy Friday. Oh, it's Friday. It's fantastic. The week is almost over. And a long weekend. That's right. That's right. And uh, let's see. It's almost 9 o'clock, so we only have to listen to you talk for a couple hours, and then me talk for a couple hours, and then everybody gets a reprieve from us. That's right. Ah, oh, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, and then on Monday, I guess during my show, they're they're doing something called the best of, and I thought, wow, that's, that's going to be hard to put together. That's pretty tough. <laughs> I think they just play like one segment for us over and over again, because I think we've done one good segment all year, and that's probably about it. I guess we're having the best of, too, on that's I won't be tuning in. <laughs> Me either. I got a good cue for you. Let's hear it. You like to go to restaurants? I love to go to restaurants. You love it. All right. So think about this. Some Arizona restaurants are using robots to serve drinks to customers. So mm. you get to your table. Mm. Uh-oh. Doesn't sound like you'd like that. But uh, you get to your table. There's like a, like an iPad on it, right? Mm-hmm. You, uh, you you click a couple buttons. You order your drink, whatever it is. A Coke. You want a, a real drink. You know, scotch, whatever. You, you order it. And a robot is going to bring it over to your table. Okay. I want to know, are you okay being served by a robot? Yes or no? Huh. 
What do you think, man? I'm a big no. You're a you're a solid no. Solid no. Well, I mean, they say it's going to help. They can't find people to work. Well, and- here's here's the thing. Yeah. I I go out when I go out. I usually sit at the bar because it's a more social atmosphere at the yeah. bar. Love um, it. And you don't look like you're such a loser sitting at a table by yourself. <laughs> um, but I go sit at the bar. Yeah. I, I like the social atmosphere. The places I go to, I frequent them for two reasons. They have really good food, yeah. and they have really good service. And I like the interaction. I love the service industry. And I I started out in restaurants when I was twelve. Um, I love that business. My dream would be to open a restaurant. But you know what they say? You you know how you make a million dollars in a restaurant is you um, invest five million yeah, and so true. I don't I don't want to do that part of it but I love the service industry and I love the interaction with people some is solid no on a robot I like I like the waiters and waitresses and the bartenders I, and the host and hostesses I like that yeah well Millennials like this though it's a new world man I mean it it's different technology uh, it sounds cool uh, who knows you know guys like me and you we kind of like the you know chatting with the waiter or the waitress and, yeah. and being social but you know Millennials want to get in there order their drink boom a robot brings it over so might be pretty interesting with me and you are going to start a restaurant i'm going to start working on it tomorrow all right let's do it all right or who gets top billing is it broomhead and gatos or is it gatos and broomhead we could go we could we could go alphabetical order just okay cool. me first all right <laughs> Thanks, kiddos. Have a good weekend. See you, man. All right. The Big Q poll question today brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Coming up just after 9 o'clock, we are going to talk about the economy. They are now saying you thought last Thanksgiving was expensive. Ooh, just you wait. We'll talk about the economy and a bright spot in a moment.